It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Dave Anthony. Today, the war in Gaza. From Israel's perspective, as some at the UN call what's happening a humanitarian catastrophe, calling for another ceasefire. The Palestinian ambassador is blaming Israeli atrocities for killing 17,000 people and displacing nearly 2 million civilians from their homes in Gaza. You know, last Thursday marked two months since the Hamas terror attack started this war. Militants went across the border and murdered 1,200 Israeli civilians, taking another 250 hostage. Now, some were set free in that week-long ceasefire last month, but more than 100 are still held captive. And we talked about all that with Tal Heinrich, spokesperson for Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. But the conversation we had in New York was too long for the regular rundown, so here we are this weekend letting you hear all of it. And we thank you for joining us. And as always, we invite you to come back, even subscribe. You know, we have something new for you in the rundown every day, twice during the week. And now, Tal Heinrich on the Fox News Rundown Extra. Joining us on the Fox News Rundown is Tal Heinrich. She is spokesperson for... Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is now we are two months into Israel's war against Hamas in Gaza. Tal, thanks very much for joining us. My pleasure to be here, Dave. It is two months now of war, two months since Hamas started this, crossing the border with a terror attack. It's it's hard to believe, right? I mean, it's gone on this long so far. I mean, two months, it's like a blur probably in some ways. So... In one sense, two months seems like a lot. So much has changed, you know, in the country. Israel is not the same. I was there for 35 days and then I came here to New York. And I can tell you that everyone changed their views, their, you know, sometimes um, politics, sometimes their ideologies. Um, No one is the same. Everyone knows someone in the country who was killed, who was injured, who's fighting in the front lines. Everyone is mobilized one way or another as part of the national effort. And um, at the same time, two months, it's again, there's the operation going on in Gaza right now. We have achieved a lot on the ground in terms of eliminating Hamas commanders and terror infrastructure, but we're not there yet. Yeah. We haven't completed the mission. Well, you, you may be a long ways. The Washington Post had a thing where you may have killed 5,000 Hamas fighters, but they might have 25,000 more. And they have all their tunnels still. And it's going to take months more, maybe? Again, we don't know. We we have set goals for this operation to eliminate the Hamas terrorist regime in Gaza, to make sure that Gaza, this territory, will never pose a terror threat to us again. We cannot live next to this terror enclave. We have done so for 16 years. And just in the past eight weeks, we had over 12,000 rockets raining on our communities on top of the October 7th massacre, which led to the butchering and and, and raping, beheading and whatnot of 
1,200 Israelis. And we also said that we want to bring back all hostages home. Now, these two goals go hand in hand because Mm -hmm. Hamas only responds to pressure. Yeah. There are still 138, is that correct? Hostages, you believe? Yes. But you got about 100 out, right, in that week-long ceasefire. What have you learned from those who were set free? So um, first, we want to make sure that we can assure these people that they're safe now, Mm -hmm. the children that came back. And as I said, right now, how can we tell them, well, Hamas will never kidnap you again. They will never fire at your communities again. Uh, We're not there yet. But we are also hearing testimonies from them. And I think, uh, again, unfortunately, one of the most important things is that, as you said, we have 130 eight people who are still being held hostage in Gaza, but some, uh, as we know from um, hostages who were released, are are no longer alive. Uh, The IDF has informed six families Mm. after we heard testimonies of of some people who were there um, and informed the families. So... Uh, Were they mistreated? Were they malnourished? Physical torture? Mental torture? All of the above. All of the above. Um, We're talking about children who are being held in in, in dungeons uh, with no sunlight, no food, uh, nobody to hug them. Uh, Some of them, their parents, their siblings were murdered. We have hostages who came back uh, as as part of the outline that was agreed upon and discovered that their loved ones are dead Mm -hmm. or were kidnapped. and again, uh, some of the, the families of, of the children uh, say that uh, they talk to media, they talk to us. So we know from testimonies that, for example, Hamas used to beat up children. They made them watch some of the atrocities in, in a video. When when somebody cried, the beat, they beat them up. Uh, women described that they had to sleep on plastic chairs. Um, not sleep, but whatever right, you can. Right, right. Uh, they separated family members. Uh Inhumane, simply inhumane. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Now, as far as the day, October 7, you referenced atrocities. 
There have been a lot of allegations that women were raped in this Hamas attack, and there have been people angry that women's groups have not done more condemning this. You held a session at the UN earlier this week. Are you making progress in getting people to at least acknowledge? Well, thanks to the session that the Israeli UN mission hosted uh, on on Monday, I think we are getting some awareness. But the fact that we had to hold this event for these atrocities to be acknowledged, that's really it's baffling. And um, in my opening statement there, I said that these women, some of them were murdered two times. First time when Hamas terrorists raped them. Second time when they put a bullet in them. Now we have one testimony according to which this happened simultaneously in at least one case. That That is insanity. And now we had, we felt as if they were being murdered for the third time by silence and neglect. So that's why we held this event that it was so powerful. And I can tell you that I... I had two packs of Kleenex tissues with me and I ran out of them because people asked me to pass them yeah. around. It was unbearable to listen to some of the first responders describing how they handled the corpses, what they looked like, um, you know, broken pelvises, broken bones, how their um, sensitive parts were mutilated, uh, cut off breasts, how they, they played with. It's, even it's, hard. it's hard to listen. No, to. It's, it's, it's it's hard to listen. It's and. and the fact that, you know, the same crowd that chanted, believe all women and, you know, where are they now? That's why we have this hashtag going viral now. Me too, unless you're a Jew. So I see it. There are different tiers of hypocrisy at play here. You have the deniers who are, well, where's the evidence? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, these women are dead and we're showing you the evidence I mean, you have videos from October 7, but people have claimed some of those are fake. But we also have, you know, we have people who were there not only handling the bodies, but survivors of of that festival, the music festival in the South. And we showed them on record um, describing exactly what they saw was happening to women. Now, we also have Hamas terrorists um, who were arrested in Israel. And we we have excerpts from their interrogations telling the Israeli security agents, well, that that was intentional it, w- it w- wasn't a bug it was a feature of their plan for october 7th well let's talk about that plan the new york times had a story that said that israeli intelligence had learned of a hamas plan even as far back as a year ago detailing some of the things that ended up happening on october 7th why was that not given more credibility so, Dave, we are, as you know, a democratic country. We have conducted thorough inquiries in the past. And October 7th was a failure, a massive failure on our end. And it will be investigated. As we go, we are investigating things because we, we, we need to draw lessons mm-hmm. um, as we operate in Gaza right now. Uh, this can never happen again. But right now, um, we are really focused on, on the war effort. Uh, because we must eliminate this terrorist role. Now, in Gaza, there have been about 2 million Palestinian civilians displaced, some who fled their homes in the north when the war started, went to the south, and they're displaced again because you're focused on a different area going after Hamas targets. One of the UNICEF officials 
said that the safe zones that have been supposedly set up aren't even worth their names. No shelter, no water, no facilities. And, of course, there are 16,000 Palestinians who've been killed, according to the Hamas-run health ministry, and 5,000 of them are children, which is leading a lot of these protesters that you see across in college campuses to say that there is a genocide going on, that you're going after Palestinians. That has to be hard. I mean, there really is humanitarian suffering there. There is humanitarian suffering there, and all of that is Hamas's doing. If it wasn't for Hamas's atrocities, um, all of the Israelis and Palestinians who who were killed, who suffered uh, for the past uh, two months, uh, would have still been safe and alive today. But this is Hamas's doing. It's a terrible situation that they dragged us into, Israelis and Palestinian civilians alike. But Israel is doing its utmost efforts to safeguard the civilian population of of Gaza. We announced ahead of time, we've been urging the civilians in every possible way to evacuate from certain areas, including in the north, by the way, where we're still operating. Mm -hmm. Just right now, over the past 24 hours, well, we eliminated, I think, uh, another 250 Hamas targets, but also in the north, we found a huge cache, a massive one of weapons with hundreds of missiles, rocket launchers, RPGs and whatnot close to a clinic and close to a school, because this is how they operate. They know that Israel does not want to target to, to you know, we, we don't want to see civilians caught in the crossfire whatsoever. Right. But so that's what they do. Now, have yeah. you seen the map, the evacuation zone map that the IDF published ahead of the next stage of the operation in, in the south? I have not. So it's a it's a map of the Gaza Strip. Right. And it divides it into small, small zones, pockets, and each mm-hmm. one is numbered. We tell the civilians in different ways, leaflets, phone calls, media, social media, okay. where exactly okay. they zone, should move. Where, where, where exactly. Place. Is that what he's talking about, though? He doesn't think these zones are worth anything? If you listen to us, it can save your life if you're in Gaza right now. Hamas wants them to stay put. That's the problem. They should listen to what we say. It's really important. We don't want but to do see civilians you? in the, co- in I mean, the crossfire. I mean, because they're probably hearing what Hamas is saying about you, and they see that their home's gone, and they see there's not much food and water. They're going to hate you. So, a few things to unpack here. First, many Palestinians, uh, more than a million, uh, most of them Mm -hmm. uh, evacuated. Mm -hmm. Most of them evacuated. So, I mean, they're voting with with their feet. Um, And uh, as for who they hate right now, you know, maybe they don't have love for Israel. Mm -hmm. But I guarantee that once Hamas is eliminated, you will start hearing more and more voices. We're already hearing these voices coming out strongly against Hamas and what they did and how they dragged the region into the situation right now. Um, And I I hope that once they're gone, these terrorists, we will start to work with more pragmatic voices uh, on the Palestinian side that want to move this region forward, not not take us back. What is the future if you are able to do what you want, get the hostages out and get rid of the Hamas terror organization? Then what? How do you live side by side? I know the U.S. still wants a Palestinian state. 
So you see, um, we say the first Hamas must be destroyed because we're not in it to degrade them, deter they, mm-hmm. deter them, contain them. We've tried all of that. They must be gone. Second, Gaza must be demilitarized. For a, sec- a certain period of time, Israel will have to maintain some security responsibility there. Because will you control Gaza? or We don't want to occupy Gaza, but it could be something similar to what you see in, in, in the West Bank with some overriding security presence because... Once the terrorists are gone, we want we don't want to see resurgence of terrorism. It's it's not something that my nation, the Israeli people, will tolerate mm-hmm. never again. And then the third step, which is a, a long term goal, and it's a very difficult one because, as you know, Hamas it's also an ideology that you have to root out. So the Palestinian society, and not only in Gaza, also in the West Bank, has to be de-radicalized. Just like you know, after the world, the Second World War, you, you didn't see the the German society going back to Nazism. They understood that this is not good for them, not good for the world, and and that it's a sick ideology. So the idea that the state of Israel should be obliterated, that the future of Palestinians in Gaza is not in Gaza, but in Tel Aviv, because they are so-called refugees until the state of Israel will cease to exist, it's nuts. You also are still getting attacked on the north right, from Hezbollah and Lebanon? You have other concerns with Iran-backed militants. Can you fight on two fronts? Based on our history, the answer is yes, and the preparedness. Um, We don't want to fight on two fronts. We have fought on combined fronts in the past, and as you know, in 67, uh, uh, 48, and, and we won. That's why we're here now. The story of the Jewish people doesn't end on October 7th, uh, 2023 in their ancestral homeland. But we certainly hope that Hezbollah does not provide us with a cases belly scale attack that will drag the region into a full-fledged war in the north. Um, so we are, we have back and forth with them, that's true. Um, and we are deterring them. And we will act very, very, very decisively if they drag us into a war. But, you know, who will pay the price for it? Because just like Hamas, Hezbollah is using the same sick methods, like all of Iran's proxies, um, embed themselves in and underneath the civilian population. And the people of Lebanon have suffered so much in recent years. This might take a long time. I mean, maybe, is this years, this conflict, or no? Well, the Middle East will remain the Middle East. But uh, I think that once we send such a, a decisive, unequivocal message against Hamas with our actions on the ground and we root them out, I think this will resonate across the region. And also different players understand that what Israel is doing right now against Hamas is actually players in the region understand that it's actually benefiting them as well. Maybe they don't say it openly and out loud, but um, we know that they understand and we're getting different messages. Tal Heinrich, spokesperson for Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. We thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Dave. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. 
from the Fox News Podcasts Network. Stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News Hourly Update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. 